Um, hey, today we're kicking off our Christmas series. It's just three weeks because Christmas Day is a Sunday, handy for planning. Uh, and we're talking about the gifts that keep on giving at Christmas time. Now, if you're anything like me, you have already or you will soon in the next couple of weeks be Googling the phrase best Christmas gifts 2022 for ideas. And if you're really like me, you'll be Googling best cheap Christmas gifts 2022. I do not have the love language of gift giving. I don't have the spiritual gift of giving gifts, if it's a spiritual gift. And I actually am not sure which I'm worse at, the buying or the wrapping. Um, Both are bad. Like, does it look bad when you get it or is it going to be bad when you open it? Hey, it could be both when you get a gift from me. Uh, And so what I have done is the hard work for you of Googling best Christmas gifts 2022. And I just want to share a few highlights on the screen. You could take notes or take photos if you might be inspired to buy some things here. Number one, cloud slides. And I'll read to you some of the things that the ad says about these. So comfy for men and women, like pillows for your feet. Lightweight, supportive, easy to clean and versatile enough to wear around the house or at the shops. Very good. Number two, a Dino Dig virtual reality science kit. Travel back in time and learn about dinosaurs in an immersive VR experience. Number three, a Lolly Lolly speckle mug. It has an oversized handle, which makes it so much more fun and interesting than any other mug. And... Number four, a mini waffle maker, because normal size waffles are too big? I don't know. Number five, a hydro flask with a wide mouth for your wide mouth, so you can stay hydrated and on top of the trend. And number six, a puffer case for your phone, so you can give the gift of viral style for mirror selfies with extra phone protection. Perfect. All right, your gift-giving lists are sorted. Now, of course, this gift is subjective. It gives us a little bit of a a glimpse or an insight into the things that we, our society, our world, thinks are going to make us happier or more comfortable or better off or our lives easier or more fulfilling. But here's the thing with all of these gifts, that none of them will last. Now, some of them will be broken or used up by the end of Christmas Day. And eventually they'll be thrown out one day. None of them will last. And I wonder if you've ever wondered what happened to the first gifts that we read about in the Christmas story. The gold, the frankincense and the myrrh given by the wise men to Jesus. I wonder what happened to those gifts. Now, we can read symbolic meaning into them. You know, gold was the gift that you'd give a king. And so it was fitting they gave it to baby Jesus. But, but that's a, a message for another day. We could read some like uh, economic or, or financial reasons into the gifts. Like did you know, Mary and Joseph use the gold to fund their escape to Egypt, maybe? Or, or did the frankincense get burned as incense one day? And did the myrrh get, get poured out one day? Or did they maybe sell them because they needed the money? Did they share this bonus wealth? with their family and friends. But, but even those gifts, even the gold, frankincense and myrrh wouldn't have lasted. Probably they lasted the day. They might have lasted the year. They might have actually lasted for all of Jesus' life. We don't know. But one day they would have been used up or burned up or poured out. The wise men gave gifts that didn't last, just like we do with each other. And I wonder what the wise men would give baby Jesus, you know, if if the events happened today. 
You know, wise men see a star in the sky, they travel. It wouldn't have taken them a couple of years. It would take them shorter unless they insisted on using camels. Uh, but what would they give baby Jesus? A hydro flask with a wide mouth? In case he was a wide mouth baby, a puffer case for his phone or his mum's phone for taking photos? I'm not sure. But there was another gift that the wise men gave that Christmas. And it's a gift that has resounded through history. Because it was a gift that kept on giving, and it's a gift that even keeps on giving today to us. The wise men gave Jesus the gift of curiosity. They were curious enough to notice something different in the night sky. They were curious enough to pay attention to it and ask questions of it and wonder what it could mean. They were curious enough to pack their camels and go on a journey that we think probably took a couple of years to travel from where they were to foreign lands. They were curious enough to get a meeting with King Herod in Jerusalem to try and match up what they saw in the sky with what the promises and prophecies were in the nation of Israel. And so they had this meeting, and we'll pick up the story in Matthew chapter 2, verse 9. It says, after this interview, the wise men went on their way, and the star they'd seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, or myrrh. They didn't know quite what they were onto. They didn't know quite who they were going to see, but they knew that whoever it was, whatever it was that was at the end of this journey with the star, it was worth the trip. And the one that they would find would be worthy of worship. And so, yes, they gave gifts. But they also gave the gift of curiosity. A gift of curiosity which paid off because where everyone else just saw this this random kid born in poor and difficult circumstances, they saw someone incredibly special. The newborn king of the Jews. Now even at the first Christmas or, or that event that happened later, their gift of curiosity kept on giving to Mary and Joseph. You know, they would have wondered, like, these, they probably had never seen people like this before. These guys were from a long way away and wondered about these events and remembered them for their entire lives. These guys that showed up and worshipped our son. What is that about? Further confirmation of what the angel had promised them. You know, for themselves, their gift of curiosity for the wise men, it actually kept on giving to them themselves because they saw the one they were searching for. They were able to worship and honor this king that had been announced by the star in the sky. And they would have hung on to that experience for the rest of their lives. And, And can you imagine, imagine with me for a moment, one day, one by one, however many of them there were, these wise men die. And they take their last breath and in the very next moment are met face to face with the risen Jesus. They'd worshipped him as a baby. Then at the end of their lives when they died, what, what happens when you die? You meet Jesus. They get to meet him again after they died. Incredible. 
Their curiosity is also a gift that keeps on giving to us today. So we have greater confidence in who Jesus is and in the miraculous events around his birth because of their story. They join the great cloud of witnesses that point to who Jesus is and what he had come to do. That he wasn't just a random kid, that he was the son of God, born as a baby to save us, to die and save humanity from our sin and our hopelessness and our separation from God. It's a gift. Their curiosity is a gift that keeps on giving to us every single day. But, but I have a problem with the wise men, is that they were professionally curious. It was their job to be curious. It'd be like if you went to a counsellor for the very first time and came back and you're like, you know, you'd never believe it. Like I went to this counsellor, they actually sat there and listened to me. And then the things that they said afterwards, they made sense and they were actually helpful. Things that I could try to make a difference in my life. Like, oh oh my goodness. You, you, You know, you'd be sitting there going, oh really? Like, you know, no kidding. That's their job. And that's what the wise men were. They were professionally curious. You know, there was something like wise men, something like magi, which was the the, the original word, something like magicians, something like um, scholars, maybe a mixture of various concepts of those words all in one from these distant lands. They were essentially paid to be curious about things and especially about the stars. So, So no big deal. But even though you and I may not be professionally curious. Even though you and I may not be paid to be curious, like wise men are and counsellors are, we can still give each other the gift of curiosity. It can be a gift that keeps on giving to each other. Because when I give you the gift of curiosity, that means I'm not jumping to conclusions which is what I normally do. Normally, I keep the gift of curiosity to myself and I leap wildly to a conclusion about you. So um, one night, Laura and I were, our kids were in bed. We were about to go to bed and one of the kids who shall remain nameless got out of bed, not unusual, came in and, and said to us, I have something that I need to tell you. Quite serious. I've been lying to you about something and, and I need to tell you the truth. Now, straight away in our minds, we are not giving the gift of curiosity. We are leaping to conclusions. There are police car sirens in our minds. There are the lights of ambulances in our minds. And there are counsellors' officers in the future in our minds. And this young person said to us, sometimes I tell you that I've brushed my teeth when I haven't. And we went... (sighs) Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) Author Jeannie Duck says that human beings connect the dots. In the the absence of information, human beings will connect the dots in the most pathological way possible. That means that when, when there's no information between the two things and we have one piece of information, we'll jump to a conclusion over here in the worst way and in the most bizarre way, in the most irrational way possible. It is what we do. But the gift of curiosity doesn't do that. The gift of curiosity just holds back on that judgment, suspends that judgment, suspends that conclusion, holds off on the wild pathology and instead will wait and will ask questions or go on a long journey 
to see where the star might lead. And yes, when you give someone the gift of curiosity, it's possible that it will lead to a dark place. But if it's something that bad, you should know about it. Because the gift of curiosity will lead to the truth. And you might be afraid of what you'll find, but what you'll find eventually is the truth. And the truth is way better than the conclusions that you jump to by yourself. I had a visit a couple of weeks ago from a guy that I know uh, from around town, a lovely, wise, older man who's part of a Catholic church here in town. I haven't seen him for years and just out of the blue, he turned up here at the office and asked to have a conversation with me. And he said that the Holy Spirit had convicted him to start praying for the offenders of youth crime around Cairns. Now, no big surprise that there's lots of youth crime in Cairns at the moment. Home invasions, breaking and entering, stealing cars, dumping cars, all of that sort of thing. And he said to me that, that obviously this is all going on, but this, the Holy Spirit had really impressed on his, on his heart to pray for these kids. He said, because you know what's happening everywhere in the media and in social media and in nearly every single conversation about it, do you know what is being said about these kids and over these kids? He said, they're being cursed with people's words. People were jumping to conclusions and with everything said about them, they are making declarations over who they are and where they're at. And he said that it's not just their physical lives, they're, they're making terrible decisions that are going to affect the rest of their lives. But, but what about their spiritual lives? What about their salvation? And he said, so instead of doing that, God had convicted him to pray and he was just sharing the burden to see if there was anyone else that that resonated with. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian pastor. I've been a Christian for pretty much my, my whole life. I've been a pastor for um, like 15, 16 years or something like that. Never, ever crossed my mind to pray for the kids in Cairns who are stealing cars. I don't know about you. I've been careful to not jump to conclusion. I've been careful to not join the chorus of cursing, but I never, ever stopped to think about their spiritual lives and their salvation. And what my friend gave me that day was the gift of curiosity, which led to prayer and intercession on their behalf. Curiosity is a gift that keeps on giving because it leads to insight and it leads to truth. And it can lead to breakthrough and to generational change. Some of your parents and some of your grandparents were curious about what life could look like in a country that wasn't war-torn and under such intense oppression. And they followed that curiosity with bravery and that has changed your life and your family's life forever. For some of you, your parents or your grandparents made a spiritual decision about Jesus. Their curiosity about the supernatural and about Jesus led them to understand him and for them to follow Jesus. And that decision has led to incredible generational change in your family. And I can still choose to give you the gift of curiosity today. A gift that trusts, a gift that is fair, a gift that is honouring and a gift that always eventually leads to the truth, for better or worse. But we have to choose to give it, because if you're anything like me, that's not the first gift you choose to give. There are other weapons in your arsenal that you like to pull out 
before giving the gift of curiosity. So maybe there's someone today, just before we jump back into the Christmas story, maybe there's someone today, someone this Christmas, that you can choose to give the gift of curiosity to. So the wise men were professionally curious, but there was one other group I want to talk about before we finish today that weren't paid to be curious, and they were the shepherds. So in Luke chapter 2, we read that that night, so the very night Jesus was born, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Now you might be thinking to yourself, that if you were the shepherds that night and you saw that and heard that, that, that being curious was the first thing you would jump to. Of course they were curious. Have you ever seen or heard angels like that? Like there's no question. It's, it's almost as easy as it was for the wise men. But, but just before you jump to that, I reckon there's a lot of other responses that the shepherds could have made and some of them probably did start making that night. You know, well, oh, sorry, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, wow, we ate the wrong mushrooms. Or when the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, you need to go and see a psychiatrist. Or when the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, nothing, but all quickly Googled things like mass psychosis, group delusion, and how to tell if all your friends are on crack. Because that's what we do when bizarre things happen. We don't usually stay curious, we usually write them off. We usually try to explain them in other ways. Well, I do anyway, I don't know about you. But instead of that, instead of trying to talk myself out of what God is doing in my life, I need to stay curious and pursue that because the gift of curiosity will always eventually lead to the truth. So when I I think that God is speaking to me, it's so easy to give different responses, so easy to ignore it, much, much harder to stay curious. And, And I haven't seen a whole host of angels singing in my presence, but I've experienced some bizarre things of the supernatural that I can't explain. Now, I can think of one particular incident that in my mind has stayed really clear as clear evidence of angels and demons and the existence of God but other friends that were with me in the room afterwards, you know, months later when we're talking about it, going, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know what that was, but it, you know, it definitely wasn't God. The gift of curiosity keeps on giving. And it also keeps on giving to each other. Because I can remember when I first started studying the Bible at Bible college, I met some people and I thought to myself, I don't even know if these people are Christians. Like, are we reading the same Bible? Are we worshipping the same Jesus? Like, they, they had genuine faith, they said, but their expression of faith, the way that they expressed their Christianity was so different to mine. And, and if I'd been able to get out of there quick enough, I would never have come to learn through the gift of curiosity that they were genuine followers of Jesus. 
that just express their faith in him differently. And maybe you're here today out of routine, in routine, but you're here because of routine, not really making a choice to be curious about God or about the Christmas story. Maybe you're even here under obligation as a favor to someone or under duress because you were made to be here by your parents or spouse or someone else. But I wonder what it would take for you to make the decision yourself, just quietly in your own heart, to be curious about what you're seeing and hearing and experiencing rather than being dismissive. So in Luke 2.15, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. And the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. The shepherds gave Jesus the gift of curiosity that night, and it was a gift that kept on giving to them because as they went and they glorified God, everyone who heard their story was astonished. The shepherds gave the gift of curiosity and it impacted them forever and all the people around them. It was a gift that kept on giving to Mary. She treasured these things in her heart and thought about them often. And it was a gift that kept on giving to God. The almighty eternal God was blessed that night because of the curiosity and the worship of the shepherds. And it keeps on giving to us. Because just like with the wise men, the shepherds join this great cloud of witnesses. They give us confidence in who Jesus is. We still tell their story today. And we benefit by knowing more about Jesus and having greater confidence in him because the shepherds gave him the gift of curiosity. And today, we, you and I, can still give that gift to Jesus. It's hard. It's harder when you've heard the story before. It's harder to try and hear it with fresh eyes. It's easier to just switch off and fill in the gaps because you've heard it before. But it is possible to hear it again with fresh ears, to read it again with fresh eyes, to think about it again with a fresh perspective. Because when you stay curious about Jesus himself, and even about his birth at Christmas, treasures will be revealed to you. Things that other people have known for ages, but you've never noticed before. There's way more here than meets the eye in all of your previous readings. And your curiosity will lead to wonder. That's what Laura talked about last week. One of the things she said was, was switching from wandering, walking away, the angels disappeared and the shepherds walked away thinking, man, I'm, I really need to drink more water during the day to stop these hallucinations. They didn't wander, it turned to wonder. And the same thing can happen for us. We can give Jesus the gift of curiosity that leads to wonder. Wonder about this baby, the son of God, who's 100% real. 
worthy of our worship still today. So this Christmas, let's give thanks for the gifts that we've received from the wise men, from the shepherds, their gift of curiosity that we benefit from today. And let's, each of us, continue to give God that same gift, that gift of curiosity that leads to wonder and worship. And let's challenge ourselves to not just give curiosity to God, but to give the gift of curiosity to each other. Even giving it to someone that you think doesn't deserve it. Let's spend a couple of minutes in prayer before we sing together. Let's just invite God to speak to us and we'll just have some some relax and some silence and some space to listen and then I'll pray after a little bit. So God, we invite you in this space to send your Holy Spirit. Your Spirit that's already here and already within us, but would you send your Spirit in a special way to rest on us and to fill us. In Jesus' name. Jesus, I want to pray particularly for people this morning that have been really hurt by others. You know, we've talked about um, crime in Cairns and there's people here that have been uh, are really, really hurt and traumatised by random acts of crime. And there's people here as well that have been really, really hurt by people that they know are people that they're still close to in some ways. And God, to give any gift, we have to first have it to be able to give it. We have to receive it so that we can give it. And so it's only because of your love and your grace and the way that you suspend your judgment over us because of Jesus that we have any curiosity to give to others Lord also give us wisdom Because curiosity doesn't just mean blind trust again. But it means a curiosity to to wait, to see if trust is possible again.
And when the hurts come up and the memories come up and the, the trauma is revisited, Lord, would you pour out your love on us? Pour out your love in our hearts as an overwhelming experience of all the gifts that you've given us. Just as we pray, let's have a, like a glimpse of a, a vision in my mind I want to share with you. And, and as I do that, it, it uh, could just be something I made up or it could be something from God. But if, if as you hear it, it, it means something unique to you or something special to you, I just want to invite you to hang on to that. And if you'd like to, to receive some prayer around whatever that means for you, then um, Kate or I would love to do that after the service this morning. But the, the, the quick picture I have in my mind is, is just a, a bowl of oranges. And, uh, and I don't know exactly what that means, but I wonder if the bowl, with the bowl of oranges, they all look the same to someone passing by. They all look equal. You could choose any of them, but you're able to choose whichever one you want. The choice is up to you. If that means anything to you, then I'd love to pray for you one-on-one, but otherwise at least hang on to that.